is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 103.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Yakuza. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And yeah, I uh, did four chapters this previous uh, episode, and I did four chapters this episode. Matt, I know you did about three and a half-ish. Yeah, I call it three and a half. No. But uh, there's a good amount to talk about here. Um, last we left off, Kiryu was um, kind of at a dead end. Um, he, There is the um, Omni Alliance who is trying to get a hold of Haruka. Um, and um, uh, we don't know who has hired them to do this. And we're kind of at a loss. We don't know where Haruka's mom is. Uh, we know what she looks like now, but can't find her. So we need to get uh, some information. And um, one of the uh, things that we know is that there is a uh, information broker in Kamarocho uh, that goes by the name of The Florist. They call him the florist, but there aren't a particularly high number of flowers around. Not particularly, no. I think it's because this man, uh, I guess, grows information. <laughs> he's, he's a master at it. Sure. Seems like a stretch, but we'll give it to him. Yeah. He's been doing it a while. So, uh, where is the florist? Well, the florist just so happens to be in a old staple of Yakuza Zero, Purgatory. Which, if anybody doesn't know, is uh, the homeless uh, park. <laughs> West West Park is that what it's called? I think it's called West Park. Yeah, but they call it Purgatory. Yeah, that's where all the homeless live. And uh, wouldn't you know it when you go there? And uh, what what originally was a what looks like a subway uh, tunnel? Is that what it is? I thought it was a bathroom. I mean, it's a well, yeah. Going through the bathroom to get to the to the yeah to get into purgatory, purgatory. and then yeah, I think it's a subway tunnel when you get you know through the park and into his lair. Yeah, which is pleasure palace lair, full of all sorts of stuff. There's a casino. There is a fighting cage tournament area. There is plenty of women of the night there. It uh, yeah he 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 seems to just have his hands in pretty much everything, uh, which actually makes him a pretty good information broker. So much in fact that when we meet the guy, uh, he has basically a command center. He has multiple CCTV monitors up, watching pretty much the entire city. And he said, "What the police put up." Like six, and then he put up like a thousand yeah. cameras. Yeah. So uh, what we find out is he he was an ex police officer, um, and uh, when he quit the police force, he then went into information. So yeah. Uh, so we need to get some uh, information, uh, and the the thing is, and the impressive thing is, is this dude already knows everything. He knows who you are. He knows who we're looking for. All this kind of stuff. Uh, the dude really knows his stuff. He also detests Yakuza. 
hates dealing with him, hates him to every fiber of his being. So, um, from here, uh, we, we, in order to get into the good graces of the florist for him to help us, well, he makes us go into that fighting tournament, which I'm getting flashbacks to Yakuza <laughs> Zero. To, like, 10% of all video games? Seems like it, yeah. The, it, it, there's all... You're... you're yeah. You say 10%. I say more like 25% of the video games, particularly of the uh, mid-90s to early 2000s era, had some type of multi-tiered fighting tournament that you had to go through. Yeah, it's either a legitimate tournament or it's prove your your worth on these, you know, five subordinates. Yeah. So, yep. Had to win three rounds there. Um, that last guy was kind of tough. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like I'm not very good at this game. So, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. The first one being, why do you feel like you're not very good at this game? Because the fights all tend to take a lot of time. I don't feel like I have great evasion yet, although I am using the block and the dodge a bit more lately. Uh, I feel like I'm often getting caught in five and six hit juggles where I just can't do anything until I'm done. Okay. So it's like I get in three, then they get in five. Then I get in five, then they get in five. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of a back and forth thing. I don't feel like it's I don't feel like I'm make, able to make it dynamic and block and deflect and parry and all, all kinds of interesting ways to intervene with, with their attacks. So let me ask you a question. What have you been upgrading with your experience points? It's been fairly balanced. So I, I think most of what I've put my points into initially it was just like health bar and wherever I could see a path towards increased damage those are like the first two things I tried and then when I realized maybe I didn't have as many moves as I should I've really been focused on expanding the move sets lately okay so I yeah it's, it, I'd say it's fairly balanced between moves and life those two those two major wheels so <clears throat> Is it soul and body? I don't. I don't remember what they're called. Yes, yeah, soul, body, and tech, and then the dragon. So, which that one's shot up a lot as well lately. Since I've, I find Majima around every corner, seemingly. <laughs> so, in the spirit one that has to do with your heat meter mainly. There are three nodes that I recommend you get as soon as possible. They are the Essence of Extreme Brawler, Extreme Beast, and Extreme Rush. Those unlock your Climax Heat moves. So when you're fighting a stronger enemy, uh, particularly a boss who, when you bring their health down, they will start to uh, have an aura around them and regenerate their health. 
if you switch to that aura color after unlocking these extreme essences, you can use a heat move that does major damage to them and also stops them from regenerating health. And in most cases, it is almost an instant death for that person. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. So, I feel like whatever Majima is, I, I may have unlocked that one because he seemed to not be regenerating when he was in that state when everyone else was. Okay, so the only way... Or maybe he, he just doesn't normally. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he does it normally. So yeah. when, when <clears throat> you'll the only way to get them to stop regenerating health is to do a heat attack on them using the correct um, uh, style. Mm-hmm. So if they glow blue, you switch to Brawler. If they glow purple, you switch to Rush. And then yellow, switch to, uh, to Beast. Um, and that is almost like a... And, and the thing is, is even if you don't have enough heat, uh, they, they stand there for a few seconds. Uh, you can and you can just it. punch them to build up heat? Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's what I do. To be honest with you, I found that... I, I basically said I don't care about tech abilities... I did spirit yeah. and body. So I did my max. I, I increased my maximum health as much as possible, and I did all of my heat stuff. I currently have three heat gauges, um, or or slots, like so, three extra bar. Yeah, I, no, I do as well. I, I've I've that's mostly what I've upgraded as well. So have I you don't got, think I've hit. Have you got the red heat gauge or heat heat sections? Yeah. Okay. So you may already have the essence of extreme whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and if you do, then that's that's essential. Yeah, that's where I've been putting all my points lately. I found that uh, upgrading my heat abilities is the best thing I've done. I mean, maximum health, sure. Probably extra, you know, attack power with certain um, styles, sure, that kind of thing. Um, but the the heat stuff is really what makes it different. Yeah, uh, the only thing I've been avoiding, I mean, aside from some of the tech and some of the new new abilities, like there, there's a lot of abilities I looked at. I'm like, that sounds okay, but I probably won't remember exactly how to trigger it so i'm not going to waste points on it you just read my mind because that's exactly what i look i look at the tech stuff and i say that could be useful but i will never remember it also yep. i will never use that because here's what i do i do x x x y x x x y y yeah it depends uh, on the style that i'm using i don't use rush yeah. as much as i did in zero I yeah, use Brawler. I, brawler. I, I mostly was using Beast early on, just because I like that in Zero. I've switched now. I'm I'm actually I, I've been kind of using a little bit of all of them. So I, I when I switched away from Beast, it was too rush, and that was okay. I felt like I was getting in hits, but it, things weren't really going any faster because the six hits I got in were only equivalent damage wise to the one hit I was getting in in Beast mode. Right. Um, so I, I've kind of focused more on Brawler and Dragon. 
now that I've you know now that I've got a variety of things unlocked, they're all kind of useful and. It just sometimes depends on the enemy. I feel like some enemies are just blocking all my rush attacks. So I'll just switch knowing that I might have fewer openings and I want to make each one worth more, essentially. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm doing it. I don't I think I only lost I only died once, I think, and that was because I went into a battle with like two health drinks. And I was like, Yeah, this this was a bad idea. I should have restocked. Um, but, I, but I've had a lot of them, I've had a lot of fights where I had to use like 15 to 20 drinks to get through it. So I don't feel like I've really mastered the fighting yet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I've got currently, I'm sitting on like three, almost 400 experience points or yeah, like little levels up there mm-hmm. and I can, um, I've just been saving them to, to upgrade some stuff. It like takes like 50 points to unlock and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I have to say I prefer the, the, I feel like I, I prefer the leveling up and progression in this game way more than I do Yakuza zero because Yakuza Zero, your experience points was your money. Yep. And while I didn't spend that much money, I never gained that much money either. So I felt like I was kind of like just at a standstill. With this game, they throw experience points at you like nuts. If you do, probably- is there a conversion factor between? experience in CP or whatever you use to actually buy the upgrades because, you know, sometimes it'll tell you you got 20,000 experience points. That I don't know. So CP is different. CP is whenever you beat a challenge. Like uh, a challenge would be like fight Majima 10 times. And you can go to... Talk to 100 people. Yeah. You can go to the clown guy and exchange your CP for little perks. Um, your experience is the, as far as I can tell, it's just that number above the green bar above your health. But those are like single digits that you get. So how do you, how does it convert the 20,000 experience points that I got for doing something to, to those other points, the green points? That's a good question. And I can answer it with, I have no idea. <laughs> I just assume there's some correlation there in the background. I just watched the bar go up and then that number increases and that's the amount of skill points that I have that I can put into abilities. Yep. I just yeah. do that and then once I see that I've got over a hundred, I go buy some abilities. There you go. That's that's about it. <laughs> so back to the story. Um uh, after winning the tournament, uh, the florist uh, gives us some information. First off, he knows pretty much everything there is to know about the the 10 billion yen heist. He knows that uh, it's been taken from the Yakuza. Um, and, crap, there was a couple other things that he revealed. Like he basically knew everything that was going on. 
essentially. But uh, the big thing um, is uh, he also knows that uh, watching the CCTV cameras, uh, Date, who uh, has been also investigating this whole thing, is currently in a bit of a jam right now. Uh, He is, uh, I guess, right down the road from uh, us and uh, getting the crap beat out of him by a bunch of Yakuza at the batting cages. So we have to run down there and help him. And in doing so, we run into Majima. And Majima is there uh, and, and wailing on him. Everybody is. We beat those guys up and, uh, then Majima's like, okay, well, time to fight me. So there is a, there is a disconnect here. And the reason why is because this was part of the original Yakuza story. The Majima everywhere mechanic was not in the original game. This is a Kiwami okay. thing. Yep. And I feel like there's a major disconnect here because in this part, Majima just feels like a straight-up bad guy. While in the Majima Everywhere scenarios, he's kind of like the goofball rival of Kiryu. So it does feel a little different tonally. Mm-hmm. Um. Majima in the original game, the first Yakuza, I would say was kind of primarily a villain. He he wasn't he wasn't downright evil. He was more of like a evil slash wild card. Yeah, he was chaotic. Kind of, he was just chaotic. Yeah, um, but he was still following orders. Like he, you know, if 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 Shimano told him to do something. You got it, boss. That kind of thing. So, he he is still following orders. Um, but as the series progressed, he turned more into a rival to Kiryu more than anything. Um, and not necessarily a villain, more like an anti-hero. Um, and, and they tried to press that a little bit into Kiwami. But then you get cutscenes like this where Majima's just a straight up villain who's also getting hit in the face with baseballs, by the way. I should mention we're at the batting cages and <laughs> he he straight up <laughs> just gets hit in the face with a with a baseball and it just makes him go nuts. Which is kind of ridiculous because just like yesterday, uh, a, a Mets batter got hit in the face and Yeah, by a brave gushing pitcher. gushing blood, yeah. Yep. He is. He was messed up. So it was, it was kind of crazy to see that happen in game. And Majima shrugs it off, and, and then it happens in real life. And this guy like is lucky to still have a face. Yeah, no kidding. That was at ninety eight miles an hour. Yeah, I don't remember the speed, but I uh, just oof. He was definitely gushing, and now you can see him. He's got two giant black eyes. His nose was broken like in three places. Oh yeah, lucky didn't lose any teeth. Yeah. Man. So we have a boss fight so, with Majima. Yeah. Majima's a badass. <laughs> yeah, Majima is a badass. So is Kiryu. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, Majima, uh, we beat him up, and jeez, I guess is that the end of the chapter after we beat him? Well, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of like back and forth here because I I, th- I thought what actually happened was. Date was getting beat up in the park, I thought. And then it was the the information broker that sent us to the batting cage because he said ha- Haruka was there. That's right. That's right. Date, yeah. Date was getting beat up by the uh by the bums. Yeah. Yeah. And then a- after we beat uh Majima, then then we finally get Haruka, she kind of comes out, and and that's when we basically just go back to the back to Serena, like our, our kind of one of our home bases. Right. Yeah. So she was kidnapped by Majima. Yep. That's right. Um, I forgot about that. Jeez. And, and I guess that's just part of because all all these clans want the money, and they know she's related, so everybody's trying to steal her, kidnap her. Yeah, and it, it, it does have something to do with the pendant, right? Yep. Cause yeah, apparently that's the, well. They said it's the key, but it looks like it's got a keyhole in it. Right. I I, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume it's not as simple as hey, it's in a it's in a safe somewhere and the keys in the locket, but you know, some something along those lines. Because I don't remember this plot point at all. I played this game twice and I don't remember it. <laughs> It's been a while, but, uh, so yeah, we, we have to go rescue Haruka. That's right. Yeah. And she says that the guy, the the guy who like released her said on, only give this to Kiryu and that the pendant's worth 10 billion yen. Yes. And we're pretty sure the guy that helped her was Kazuma. Are we under the impression that it was Kazuma? I thought so. So I thought so too. But I don't remember. I don't remember how they conveyed that. Right. Hmm. Well. Anyway. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah, I, that's that's the end of the chapter. But you know, I'm just thinking. We we, we go to Serena. We go back. This game has a lot of backtracking in it. Yeah, so uh, the the original game is rearing its ugly head here. Um, because a lot of this feels like busy work. Like, there there are literally points where you have to run all the way back to Purgatory, go all the way back to the inf- information broker for, like, five seconds of dialogue, and then run all the way back. Yes, I was like, why would you do that? Why not just have him call me on my cell phone? That happens in the... And see, that's the thing, is that they do a good job of explaining that, explaining the saving system, because you can save at a, a, a anywhere in the game, but you can also still save at uh, payphones. And the whole, the whole point was, it was a play on the fact that in Yakuza 0, you had there to save... No yeah, there were no cell phones. Yeah. And now he can save anywhere because he has a cell phone. <laughs> but yeah, 
so yeah, the the backtracking definitely comes into play in the next chapter. Um because holy moly. Yeah, there's really two things. There's the backtracking and then there's the number of times, especially over these last three or four chapters, where you you have to go find somebody, but you just go to point A, and then, oh, you, you just saw her run away, so now you need to go to point B. And then you get to point B, you're like, oh, you just missed her, but somebody said, somebody overheard she was going to, to C, so now you have to go to C. And it's just this long, like, series where, again, it it's kind of my, uh, my, my dead space conundrum is... That, they could have just, you know where you need to go, and it's just how many steps do you want to take along the way. Right. And it's just like how much time did they have to build more steps, and none of them really add anything to this. It's just a matter of churning through. Is it going to be three misses and then you find it, or is it going to be four misses and then you find it? And that, you know, that that's a little boring, formulaic, repetitive. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is... This is th- this definitely is still structured like the 2005 game, and and the games get better with that as the series goes along. Yeah, it's funny because it looks so polished, right? It looks just as good as Yakuza Zero. It's running then, off like, the, the same missions, engine. I'm like, man, the missions are not not interesting for the most part. Yeah, yeah, they the, uh, they they definitely remodeled it using the engine for Yakuza Zero. Um, so it looks great and same way with Kiwami two. Uh, they both look really, really good. But if you think that game looks really good, wait until you play Yakuza six because they changed the engine again or they updated the engine again. I want to say that engine, I want to say Yakuza six is running on the same engine that judgment two is. And if anybody watched the trailer for Judgment Two, holy crap! Yeah, that looked really good. Yeah, I'm kicking myself now because before we ever started playing, uh, you know, before we ever started playing the Yakuza series, they had one of those big in Japan sales, and I saw Judgment, and I was like, "Oh, this looks cool," and I just I had no context for it, and just said, "Uh, I've already got a thousand games. I'm not playing. Uh, I, I guess I'll pass on this one." But you know, now that I'm kind of in the world, I really want to. I, I really want to get Judgment and, and try it out, especially with Lost Judgment coming on coming out at some point. Yeah, I think October. Didn't they say October for Lost Judgment? Oh wow! I hadn't realized it was quite that soon, even. Yeah, it's this year. But yeah, so um, man, um, yeah. Next chapter, we have to help multiple people multiple sons <laughs> uh so uh after returning back to serena we then have to i can't remember what kickstarts this this i think it's just hitting the streets again yep that that's that's literally it go find some leads and then as he walks outside, somebody, you know, a bum basically says, you know, you know, you need to go see the florist. Right. And the florist is needing some help because of his son. His son has got in bad with some of the local gangs. 
I don't think they're Yakuza, but they're, I think they're just gang members. Yeah, I think so. Like teen gangs. Yeah. And, um, uh, he owes money to him, I think. Or he was supposed to do a job that was supposed to get money. Yeah, you end up. Th- th- these two have a have quite the need for money. Yeah, it's um. We end up back at the batting cages with him, right? Yep, because that's where the the sun is. Yeah, and he's there with a girl, and it just so happens, not only is he owing money to this gang that he was in. He is also with this girl who happens to be the daughter of a leader of a family from a Yakuza clan that is not affiliated with the Tojo clan. Like from another city. Yep. And they're supposed to No, they stole money. That's what it is. He stole money, or he had his girlfriend steal the money from the Yakuza. And it was for the gang thing. But he decided that him and her run off together, Bonnie and Clyde style. And, well, the gang members catch up to him. So we got to go help him out. We crack some skulls. She runs off and now she's in trouble. She goes yeah, to the club. Yeah, part of it was that she needed money. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they had the same need, if he was just stealing the money for her. It could have been that. I can't remember. But um so the Yakuza shows up. The other the other clan shows up. And they want to straight up kill the boyfriend because, well, a you kind of stole slash kidnapped the boss's daughter. Also, you got a lot of money that belongs to us. And they also said that the they kind of see him as weak, so they they're like kicking him out of the out of the clan, out of the out of the group, right. And that's when we go to the uh, to the club. This club's layout is weird too, right? Yeah, it it's like it's a one room club almost. It's a one room club, but on both sides of the club, it has what looks like almost like a like a like a, a, a airplane terminal or or a, or a, a train station terminal. Cause it's got like these these weird like entrances that you can go like one one lanes for exiting and one lanes for entrance. Yeah, it was pretty strange. It's so strange. But uh, yeah, we end up uh, intervening and uh, beating up a bunch of yakuza, and the not not the head guy, the lieutenant for this this. Um, clan or family yeah, the is, one in the purple suit right yeah the one that that he's like all right just give us the money and the girl comes with us and we'll let you live 
and he's wanting to cut off his finger to prove that he is like strong <laughs> and atone for this. And of course, Kiryu's like, "No, don't do this. This is this is dumb. Don't do this. You're not in the yakuza. Leave it alone." And then we see uh, the florist watching all of this happen on his uh, monitors, and standing next to him is the the clan leader or the family leader. And he's like, yeah, I hate, I hate Yakuza, but uh, you have a good daughter. And he's like, you have a good son. Thank you for helping me. And we kind of leave it at that. Give the money back to the Yakuza. And the boy and the girl stay together. Yep, they run off to, to start their life. And he... Says he'll do anything he can to take care of her, and proving that is all he needs to do, and not severing his finger. There you go. Okay. So um, that was, uh, I guess, related because it was the florist's son. Yeah, um, that was what felt like it should have been a side mission. It took a while. Yeah. And so we return back to Serena. And uh, Date is there. And he is drunk as a skunk. I mean, he is just like, you know. Fully passed out, right? Yeah, really bad. And uh, he has, is either he gets a phone, yeah, he gets a phone call. Yep. And when Kiryu answers it, it is his daughter. Saying, That's kind of funny because Kiryu's like, "Oh, I, th- I think you just stood this girl up." Yeah, like, yeah, you st- you stood me up again. And Reina's like, "No, no, no, that's his daughter." Yeah. And so, um, I can't like what, what like I, I'm sorry. All I did all this Friday, so it's been almost a week, and I can't remember the majority of this. What makes Kiryu go after her? Uh, because Date had said they were supposed to meet at a park previously, right? So Kazuma says, "I'll, I'll go, I'll go get her." Basically, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, you know, because because Date obviously wasn't going to do it; he's passed out. Right. So. So that was another like really weird twist in my mind is <laughs> he goes to meet him in the park and, and these two girls are like trying to sell themselves to him. Right. Because and well one of them is her. Yep. Um the Saya. The, Saya, the daughter. And uh her friend uh Saya runs off. The friend's still there. And Curious, like, okay, I guess I gotta go after her. Um, and then she's at, I guess, a hostess club? She's turned into a hostess? Yeah, I couldn't really tell her relationship with Shotaro, right? I guess. I mean, I... So she, 
Yeah. Is she is she a prostitute or is she just a hostess? Uh, I think based on what she was trying to do in the park, maybe maybe playing both roles. Gotcha. And the reason why is because well she she has no money, and her drunken deadbeat dad won't help her. <laughs> so um yeah uh, uh she she uh she gets accosted by um some of the patrons or one of the patrons at uh at the bar or at the club and of course we have to beat the crap out of him and then a whole bunch of other people should start kicking in on it because I think he was Yakuza Yeah, I think so. Okay. This this entire chapter felt like a side mission. Yeah, and that's you know that that's kind of what I meant. Where it there's just a lot of fights and there's a lot of chasing people and A to B. And now this is the second pair of teenagers that need money and have just stolen or you know they're desperate for money and are doing whatever they can to get it. I'm like, well, it just feels repetitive. Yeah. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel necessary at all to the main story yeah it, it definitely doesn't but yeah after helping him it, it feels almost like it was like um these two things were like um um what were they called from mass effect 2 the loyalty missions oh yeah <laughs> Get, getting getting the uh, the florist and date's uh yeah. loyalty yeah actually that's that's a good way to look at it. If if that actually had a bearing on the game, that that might actually give these some real weight. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the next chapter uh, is when things start to go down a little bit more. Uh, well, not a little bit more, a lot more. Um. So <laughs> there's a cutscene that we get. Uh, a news news uh, story talking about how they uh, well they found a body uh, in the Tokyo River, and uh, it was of a woman that had a tattoo on her chest, uh, much like uh, Haruka's mom. And uh, yeah, somebody killed Haruka's mom. Yep. Uh, and they found, what was it? They said that she was tortured. And then they. Looks, looks like her throat was slit. Yeah, it looks like her throat was slit. And they also found uh, cement. I'm, I'm guessing they gave her cement shoes and threw her down into the, into the water. So. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to tell Hark of that just yet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to say she's fragile. She is young, but yeah, she she seems to be able to hold her own. Yeah, that's why I say I wouldn't call her fragile because she actually does. You know, she she uh, she doesn't act as much like a kid as you might think. Maybe because she's had to fend for herself for a long time. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, n no need to spoil her today, I guess. Right. So the big clue that we get from this new story is the the picture of the tattoo itself. 
um, because it has a signature on it. And um, the basically, uh, the signature is of a tattoo artist that Kiryu knows. In fact, it's the tattoo artist that did his large back tattoo. And Nishkis. Yes, and Nishkis. So uh, we go to take a, a visit to the uh, tattoo parlor to talk to this guy and see if he can possibly give us some clues as to where this um, woman is, if it's really her, because at this point we don't know if it's actually her or not. Uh, and when we go to see him, unfortunately, he says, well, that is, that's my tattoo, but it's not done by me. Yeah, a lot of people have been copying me. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, while we're here, Kiryu gets phone call, and it's none other than Nishiki. And uh, Nishiki's like, so we really need to talk. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we uh, why don't we meet up at Serena, and uh, we'll have a little discussion about what's happening here in the uh, in the Tojo Clan because I think, uh, well, you have something that I need, basically. Yep. So that's looming on us. Oh boy. But uh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be the next thing that happens. Oh, also the tattoo artist also touches up uh, Kiryu's back tattoo. Which, I mean, I, I don't have any tattoos, but uh, a touch-up usually takes multiple hours, right? Yeah. I mean, depending on the size, and his is definitely on the larger side, so most certainly it would take many hours. I, I also need a touch-up. Also... I, I I don't know, but um, typically, I, I I know a tattoo is usually sometimes painful, and I would assume that you know you usually have to cover up a tattoo. If he touched up his back, I mean, doesn't that mean he's like you know got wounds on his back now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how they do a touch up. They might go not as not as deep, but. I think they they would have to. I, I assume they would kind of re-outline it and almost like tracing around it. But yeah, I mean, it it should require should require some healing time for sure. Right. But I mean, I, I think I think we mentioned that same thing in Yakuza Zero. The people get the crap beat out of them, and then they're fine like thirty seconds later. I mean, there there's even fights like you end a fight sometimes, and his fists are red. Yes. With blood. Yes. And then a second later, it's gone. Yeah, I, that's true. I, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's a game, but it'd be kind of funny if they so, showed him like shaking his shaking his hands or something just to shake off the droplets of blood or something. That would kind of explain it. So, um, yeah. After that, we go back to Serena, and um, well. We get into uh, a little discussion with Haruka. She wants she's she's wanting answers at this point, and Kiryu finally sits down and tells her, "Look, I'm sorry, but well, your mother's dead." 
and uh, Haruka is not happy with this. Yeah, it was one of the more touching moments I thought though because he's like, "Look, I I'm sorry I couldn't save her." Yeah, and then she just like reaches up and like pokes him in the face. <laughs> I assume she was like caressing him, but it just looked like a poke. Isn't this also when he slaps her? Yeah, he does like straight up slap a child. Yeah, because she sa- she says something but I can't remember what it was. But uh, yeah, he slaps her, and then she just keeps on talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a tonally a bit all over the place. Yeah, they they get into it pretty hard, and Kiryu's like, "Well, yeah, well, your mom's dead, so <laughs> take that." Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't actually say it like that, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she is obviously upset, and she's like, "All right, I don't need this anymore." She throws the. Uh, uh, like lock it down and says, here, you can have this. I don't care. Runs out the door. So Kiryu's like, great. Now we got to go find her. So he and Date start scouring the city and man, another wild yep, goose this chase. Is, this is another one of those A to B to C things. Yeah. Yeah. We know where she is. Just go there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go go here, go there, go to the arcade. I, I saw her leave out of here with somebody else, and uh, I was a dude in a suit. So we finally go back to where we need to go, which is the club that we first went to at the beginning of the game. I can't remember who runs it. Uh, we go to Stardust. Stardust, right? yeah, yeah, which is that club with the guy who's an informant for Kazuma. But, uh, yeah, uh, when we get there, um, oh, boy, some things go down here. Uh, so these guys in black, so men in black, <laughs> um, have multiple guns on us. And they're like, okay, we've got the girl. Give us the amulet. We give you the girl back. And Kiryu's like, okay, fine. We'll do a trade. And as uh, it, it's it's almost matrixy how they how they do it. It's yeah, all, it's all slow motion. So Haruka's about halfway down the stairs. Kiryu has the amulet. He throws it to him, and as he's throwing it, Haruka comes walking down the stairs. One of the dudes pulls out his gun and starts to aim at Haruka. Date sees this, jumps in the way of it, gets shot in the arm. Or no, no. Well, technically she gets shot in the arm. She gets shot in the arm. Date gets shot too, though. He gets shot in the shoulder. No, they shoot Date and Kiryu gets her. And as he is, as he's doing that, that he tries to dodge out of the way and Haruka gets shot in the arm. It's just a graze. It's nothing that she has to go to the hospital for. But um, now we have to fight these unknown dudes. And these all have guns. Every single one of them. And these guns pack a punch. Yes. You get shot by one of them, you immediately 
stumble down to the ground and you have to mash on the, the A button, the X button to get back up. Now, luckily, there was a, uh, I, I had leveled up my heat stuff in the, in the heat branch, tree branch, whatever you call it, the skill tree. Yeah. And there is an ability that as long to as disarm you disarm the gunners, disarm the right. gunners. Yep. And I got my heat meter all the way up and was just like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> it was, it worked out pretty well. I still got hit a few times and stun locked a couple of times, but I didn't ever die here. Yeah. But after beating this fight, I, um, uh, well, Kiryu, uh, he, there, there's one guy remaining that everybody else runs. And Kiryu, he grabs the guy. He's like, who the hell are you working for? And as he's getting ready to say it, bang, one of the other guys shoots that dude in the head and runs off. So now we got these mystery, mystery shady guys trying to get Haruka, particularly trying to get her amulet. So the key, I, I feel like the, the key to this whole mystery is not actually Haruka, but the amulet that she has. But still got one more thing we got to deal with. Go back to Serena. Well, I'll take that back. We go back to Purgatory first. And we have Date and Haruka basically shack up in, in a in a shed in Purgatory. <laughs> one of the homeless sheds. Yeah. And I said, you'll be safe here. I'm like, okay. Now, Kiryu's got some unfinished business. Go back to Serena. And he waits for Nishiki. Nishiki comes in. And he is like, he's like full on evil. And they have the, the whole discussion of, well, it's been a long time. Uh, you've uh, you've been busy the past three days that you've been out of jail, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we um, you know exactly why I'm here. I want Haruka, and uh, you're gonna give her to me. And of course, Kiryu's like, no, I'm I'm definitely not going to do that. And, well, Nishiki's like, okay, you, you had your chance. Calls in his boys and tells them to kill him. This should have been the best scene of the game for, so far, right? Like, there's a lot of build-up to this, even more so building off of Yakuza 0, all right. the history that they've got. Sure. And the fact that, you know, they went through all that, now they haven't seen each other in 10 years. It felt a little abrupt. I mean, it's it's not that long of a scene even, but you don't get the sense even that it was covering that much time either. So that's that's another thing that's... that's it's another thing that rears its ugly head about the first game. Is that it didn't have Yakuza 0? <laughs> it did not have Yakuza 0 to set up that stuff. Yeah. 
So you um, don't even know that they were like super good friends. You don't, yeah, no. When this game came out, the only thing you knew of Nishiki was that he killed uh, Dojima and Kiryu took the blame for it. That's pretty yeah. much it. And that I mean that at least hints at it though, right? Like he wouldn't have given himself up for Nishiki unless they were close. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know the depth of it, but even just with that key piece of information, like if you would do that for somebody and then not see them for 10 years, you would have a lot of things to talk about. And Kiryu even says that to Haruka. He says, don't wait up. You know, we haven't, we haven't seen each other in a long time. It's going to be a late night. Yeah, that's true. And then it felt like it was about a two-minute conversation. Yeah. I mean, it really was. The I I can't blame the game for this though, because I I this this game in two thousand five it was relatively simple, you know. Yeah, Nishiki was uh, up and comer, just like Kiryu was, and that you know. Ambitious, gonna make it no matter what the cost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, and it's it's so much different. I mean, even if you forget Yakuza Zero, whatever. I mean, maybe Nishi's not around in any of the other games. I don't know. I don't know who's in the rest of the series, but in in the first game of a series, you really wouldn't know to to have baked in all of that, and you, you know, it doesn't even make sense to reference all of that backstory because you never know if you're gonna get a second game. Or an eighth game. <laughs> see, see, the problem is, is that, um, is that we should have got a full-on remake of Yakuza One that maybe fleshed out a little bit more of this since Yakuza Zero came out. Um, Yakuza Zero does a good job of of showing the the bonds. Between Nishiki and Kiryu, the problem yeah. is is that the first game never hinted at a lot of those bonds. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's not so much a problem with the game as it is a missed opportunity to have tied them more tightly together. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I just, I you know, I, I feel like you're not supposed to like Nishiki, but after playing Yakuza Zero. There's so much more of like a melancholy tone to everything he says or does. Like it's evil, but you know where they were coupled with the fact that he's so clearly not respected by anybody. Like you can almost in the background of everything that's happening feel his frustration and his his sense of I you know I I, I barely know what to do. Yeah. Right, so I mean, I I do kind of feel bad for him, but I just wish they hinted a little bit more at at that piece of it, like more that he that he wishes he didn't have to kill Kiryu instead of just yeah, you didn't give me what I wanted, so I'm gonna kill you. You know, th- these aren't just two two members of Yakuza; these are you know best friends who grew up together. Yeah. Because they did add some cutscenes. It's not like they needed even like a, a different game. They just needed some 
you know, some long looks and some in moments of indecision and just to really hammer home that he may be doing evil things, but he's conflicted internally about it. Yeah, that's anyway. true. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, I well, this was the scene. I mean, after all that happens, this is what I was waiting for. Yeah. They finally get a chance to talk and hash this out and, you know, they've gone on very different paths the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll come later in the game. They're both still alive. Yeah. You'll, 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 you'll see some more curious. Cure you can't die. Yeah. So, um, so we fight, we fight the Nishiki's guys in the bar and we take it outside and we fight a metric crap ton of yep. dudes in this the This is one of the ones where I was almost dead. I used like every single, all 20 health drinks. Yeah. It was, uh, that, that was a bit of a nightmare, but I, I was able to finally beat it. I also wish I had a really good, like, area of effect hit. The closest I have is when I'm in beast mood and I beast mode and I can get off my, you know, my like my four hit combo. And the last one, he does like the lunge forward and really takes a wide swing. Yeah, that can usually hit and knock down three or four people if you get you know a really well timed one. Yeah, but yeah, I wish I had a better way to get them off of me. <laughs> yeah, close quarters and being surrounded is kind of rough. Yeah, especially when a lot of them have knives. Not so much in this fight, but. It does come up. Yeah. Well, the guy you had to fight, the boss of this, was had a freaking sword. That was He'd constantly just do a whole string of, like, sword swipes that, you know, if you get hit by one of them, you're now in a combo. Yep. But, uh, yeah, after beating up those guys, it's uh, that's the end of the chapter there. So, what I need to mention which is something that I don't think we mentioned in the last episode, but in between the chapters, we get a flashback. Uh, while Kiryu is in prison, it's following Nishiki. And these these cutscenes kind of show what happens to Nishiki to turn him into the way he is now. So, in two thousand, the year two in in the year two thousand, five years earlier, uh, Nishiki finally gets a chance at his own family, and uh, he gets some of the the top guys of the Kazuma family to to come over to him. Well, needless to say. They're not a big fan of Nishiki. They feel like he wrote on the, the coattails of Kazuma, and they don't think he's deserving of his own family. Um, but in this time frame, uh, Nishiki also, uh, had, you know, when, when Kiryu was being arrested, uh, he had talked about a few times that uh, his sister was in need of a surgery, or multiple surgeries. Uh, she's been very ill. And uh, the final surgery uh, that that could, you know, be either a death sentence or, or the saving grace um, is very expensive. 
he, we, we get a cutscene of him talking to a doctor saying it's going to be, how much was it? 10 million yen? Th- 30 million, I think. 30 million yen. And, um, Nishiki uses his power as a, a family, uh, leader, uh, basically to, um, get the money. He gets the guy who, who really can't stand him. Like, look, I need you to do this for me. I need you to do it any way you can. And the guy does it. Um, but he steps on a lot of toes. Ends up stealing from businesses that were run by Kazuma and his family. Uh, and um, screws up royally multiple times. Nishiki comes out looking like kind of like a bumbling idiot. Uh, he's having to apologize. Uh, he's given the, the family and the Tojo clan a bad name. And in the end, uh, the doctor that uh, said he would do the surgery under the table for 30 million yen. Well, he skips town. And he is uh, he's nowhere to be seen. So now Nishi's there with his sister basically dying in the hospital. Uh, also during this time, he is constantly hearing other Yakuza leaders talking about how Nishiki is useless. He doesn't know what he's doing. Kiryu would have been a much better pick. For... Yeah, if only, if only Kiryu had had that role. Yeah. And and the mere fact that Kiryu went down as the guy who killed Dojima, that just makes him even more famous. And you can tell that Nishiki, over the years, has grown to resent Kiryu. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Yep. And that is... I mean, I, Matt, I know you said you didn't progress pretty much anywhere in this next chapter, right? Well, yeah, not too far in. I mean, I, I think it's, it is important kind of also for Nishiki's character, what he says when he meets with Kiryu at the bar, when at least he says that he didn't intend to kill Mizuki. He's like, yes, I, I, I tortured her for the money, but the two minions did, and they show him kind of losing it and shooting the other two guys in the head for having killed Mizuki. That's right. I forgot about that. So, I mean, maybe it's not important to the main story, but at least for Nishiki's character, you know, that, that was a line he didn't intend to cross at least at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it is now confirmed that yes, I am the one who killed Harka's daughter or Harka's mother. And, uh, it was unintentional. My two idiot guys did on accident. And then, well, he murdered both of them. He is kind of a... Uh, kind of a raging lunatic at this point. Yeah. Seems like there's a few of them in this game. Yeah, yeah. There As Majima's turned into a raging lunatic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I guess that's where we'll stop. 
for now. Well, I did get into into the next couple of things in Purgatory. Okay, all right. You want let's talk about those then. So, what what was it that that spring this one? I mean, obviously, yeah. Th- again, this you know, and this to me is kind of indicative of the less tight narrative. But this is the second time where you don't actually have a clear reason for 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 starting this next chapter. He basically just says, "Oh, you know, a lot of a lot of crap went down at at Serena. I should get out of here before the cops show up." And then you just kind of like take off, and then, you, and then you, I think you overhear somebody say like, "Oh, a bunch of ambulances went up to Purgatory. Something's going down." That's right. Did you make it there? Yep. Yeah, okay. and you go there and. You know, Date's got his head bandaged, uh, and then a bunch of gangs had come in. There was an explosion. Yeah, pretty much everything's they, burned down. Yep, they got jumped. Everything's burned down, and then I'm out looking for these three gangs, I guess. Yeah, and I've I've roamed around the city twice. Literally gotten into forty fights. I fought Majima. I had fought him zero times the last time we recorded. Uh-huh. I've now, now fought him 11 times. <laughs> I've fought at least like 40 of these street gangs. Uh, yeah, so that makes wandering around the city at this point very slow. Yes. And I've just done a lot of that now looking for these three gangs, and I don't know where any of them are. So we're looking for these three gangs because one of the gangs took Harpka. Yep. Um, so I'll give you a hint, Matt. Uh, the Children's Park. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> There's a place called the Children's Park. Go there. And uh, they they should lead you where you need to go. Okay. I mean, is anybody supposed to know where that is? Uh, do you just wander around until you find it? or do you just? It's uh, on the map. Google it. Oh, it's it's labeled. Yeah, it's labeled. So if you, oh, okay. it, it, it's in the northwest corner of the map. Northwest. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would go there. You'll run into some gang members who will tell you to go somewhere else, and then you, the gang members will tell you to go somewhere else, and <laughs> we'll do that again. Yeah, not surprised. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we'll leave off then, uh, Haruka is kidnapped once again. She just, uh, she can't help herself, can she? <laughs> Nobody seems to be able to. Yeah, kidnapped by Majima. Florist's daughter, Haruka. Yeah, everybody's getting kidnapped. Yeah. Kidnapped by Majima, then kidnapped by these weird dudes in black, and then kidnapped by some gangs. So, one thing after another with her. But uh, yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, we do have one email. That email comes in from Dustin. It's labeled Yakuza Kiwami. And the only thing he said in the email was, Kiryu-chan! <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I do I do enjoy Majima popping up random places. At this point, he's actually easier than most of the bosses. And even some of the just regular fights. Yeah, no, yeah. Majima is a joke at this point. Since you, since I've leveled up, 
a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no. Are there two different types of Majima fights? Uh, technically, yes. So, the Majima Everywhere system works like this. You will randomly run into Majima. He'll chase you down the street, or he'll pop at us somewhere, uh, depending on certain criteria. So, I went to a store and bought some food, and... uh. So I bought, I can't remember what it was. It was something you had to microwave. It was like just, I just wanted to eat some food to heal. And uh, I buy it. And then uh, somebody off screen says, you want that microwave for you? And then Kiryu's like, oh yeah, you can microwave for me. And then he turns and looks and it's Majiba behind the counter. And he's like, I, yeah, I, I, There was also a bar. I don't, there was like a side story where you do, a, where he's like making you drinks. Yeah, that one. That was so. Uh, that reminded me of a sp- specific scene. So, uh, have you ever seen the show The IT Crowd? Yes, I have. Okay, you remember the scene where he's behind the bar. <laughs> they they uh they they go to the um I can't remember where it's at. It's like it's some kind of like um dinner party or something. Is at a bar, and uh, mm. he's behind the bar, and <laughs> he's pretending to be the bartender. <laughs> anyway, that's what it reminded me of, because this dude he he waves you in. He says, "Hey, come on, get a drink with me." And he's like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm good." It's like, "Oh, come on, just one drink." So Kira's like, "Okay, fine." So I they, thought he was gonna be some kind of flasher too, because he's got this weird, like, big sleeping bagging jacket on. Yeah. And so you go into the bar, and when you sit down, the bartender's guy is back to Kiryu, and he turns around, it's Majima, and Kiryu immediately stands up and says, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, 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 come drink these drinks. And he keeps trying to charge us outlandish fees for the drinks. Yeah, at the end, he's like, yeah, this is normally, you know, 5.6 million yen, but I'm going to give it to you for only 560,000. Yep. And then after we beat him up, He's like, yeah, that was this, uh, you know, crappy dollar store uh, gin kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot of those. And that that's to be honest with you, some of those are the best part of the game. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I, their relationship is almost more interesting than even Nishki's and Kiryu's at the moment because I like how Kiryu is a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, like, so exasperated. He's just, like, rolling his eyes. He's like, what are you even doing? Why are we, why are we fighting? I'm not going to fight you. I have no reason to fight you. And uh, I, I like, like, in that bar scene, Majima's whole, like, the out- outlandish prices were so that Kiryu wouldn't pay them so that now he actually has a reason to fight him. It's like he's coming up with any ridiculous excuse possible. Just be like, oh, well, you've wronged me. Now let's fight. Yeah. But to answer your question earlier, um, how how the Majima system, everywhere system works is basically you will randomly run into Majima uh, or have special events like that, and um, uh, they will fill up a bar uh, every time you beat him. And then when you get to the, the when you fill up the bar and you get to the next rank, you have a special event. You'll get a phone call from one of his lieutenants saying Majima's somewhere in the city. 
and he'll give you a hint and you got to go find him. So that's why you got to go find the giant traffic cone. And that's, that's an event that you have to do. And he won't show up unless you do that special event. Mm, So, so when you get that phone call and if you want to continue the Majima everywhere thing, you need to find him and then he'll start showing up at random places again. And are those fights harder? Because I feel like I had one fight in particular where he had multiple health bars and and it was just clearly harder than any of the other fights. Typically those are boss fights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's it's the rank, it's the next rank up kind of thing. Yep. So yeah, that's, um, that's how that system works. And I, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I'm enjoying the combat more in this one than I did Yakuza Zero. Mm, I'm definitely not yet. Yeah, I, I really, Matt, concentrate on those heat moves. Concentrate yeah. on spirit, the spirit tree. I, th- I feel like that is your best bet. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do next. You know, and it, I I would stick the brawler. Like brawler stance for me is like my my go to bread and butter because I have that standard, you know, xxx xxx y attack, and now I've got it upgraded to where I do another y where he does like a weird like scissor kick in the air and slams down on a guy. Mm. That's almost that combo alone is usually enough to knock out a regular enemy. Yeah, makes sense. So I would, I would definitely be be leveling up your your heat as much as possible. But yeah, that's that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, which please do, it is drew at ztgd.com. You can follow us all on Twitter. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ztgd phoenix down. But yeah, I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, We're going to get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're gone. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And we'll be back next week with the continuation of Yakuza. Yakuza.